Welcome to Earth Matters, environmental justice stories from Australia and around the world. Usually produced at the studios of 3CR, but today produced in isolation from my home on unceded Wurundjeri country and broadcast to stolen lands right across this continent via the Community Radio Network. I'm Tisha Nohern. Actually, Sydney is the only city in the world that allows mining in and at, like around and under its drinking water supply. It's quite shocking to me the more and more I learn, particularly considering that Australia is the driest inhabited continent on Earth. The ground is cracking and subsiding. Water is vanishing. Wetlands are being drained and habitats destroyed. Why? Because successive New South Wales governments have allowed mining in Sydney's water catchment. And now two of these mines are set to be expanded. But the community is fighting back. I'm Kay Osborne and um, I'm spokesperson for Protect Our Water Alliance. And Protect Our Water Alliance is a um, Wollongong-based community group, um, but we have some members in Sydney. Uh, which is uh, was formed a couple of years ago with the goal of protecting the Greater Sydney water catchment from extractive industries. And um, the chief extracting industry, which is damaging the Greater Sydney water catchment, is actually underground coal mining. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the line for Earth Matters, Kay. So let's start off with the issue of Sydney's Greater Sydney's water catchment. So there are two uh, proposed coal mining expansions in the Illawarra region, in the around Wollongong. Uh, so let's start with talking about those uh, coal mining expansions and the threat to Greater Sydney's water supply. So um, Greater Sydney, which includes um, Sydney, Illawarra and the Blue Mountains, uh, gets its water from um, two main sources. Um, of course, during drought, there's also the desalination plant, um, but, I, but we'll leave that aside for the moment. Um, about 70 to 80% of the water comes from the Warragamba Reservoir, the really big one. And 20 to 30% of the water comes from the... Um, the water catchment, which is on the Illawarra Plateau near Wollongong. There are um, a number of reservoirs. There are about five reservoirs. And this is a particularly important water source for Greater Sydney because in times of drought, Warragamba tends to run low, whereas in times of drought, the reservoirs and the, the catchment in the on the Illawarra Plateau uh, more tend to get more rain and tend to be a more reliable source of water. They're also really, really important um, in times um, when the water from Warragamba is compromised, such as in 1998 where there was um, an outbreak of Giardia and Cryptosporidium, and uh, which compromised the um, water in Warragamba. So the um, five reservoirs that are in the on the Illawarra Plateau are really important for Greater Sydney's water supply, and um, I 
five and a half million people are relying on this water supply. Um, but there are actually four coal mines that operate underground at this water catchment. Um, and two of those are actually um, going for expansions at the moment. And these are the Russell Vale coal mine and the Dendrobium coal mine. So let's talk specifically about those two expansions, Russell Vale and Dendrobium. Starting with Russell Vale, the Russell Vale coal mine expansion uh, has just been approved by New South Wales supposedly independent planning commission. What are the issues with that uh, proposed mine extension? The mining that's been proposed for Russell Vale is um, a less damaging method compared to um, the longwall mining being proposed at Dendrobium. However, they're going to be mining a third seam of coal beneath two seams that have already been previously mined, and the area is very unstable. It's right up to the shores of the Cataract Reservoir. Um, so the Cataract Reservoir um, supplies parts of Western Sydney, um, such as uh, MacArthur, very fast-growing regions. So it's a very important water source. There's been mining in um, under and around the Cataract Reservoir for decades. And the area that Russell Vale, um, Wollongong Coal and Russell Vale are going to actually mine is already moving. Um, or, or it's already unstable from previous minings. So the concern is that um, there will be substantial subsidence and cracking, um, even though it's a less damaging mining method being used, because the coal seams um, above the mine, which have already been mined, will um, actually collapse. And this could cause cracking on the surface um, subsidence where the ground drops and loss of water down into the mines themselves. There's also um, the Illawarra Plateau is an area of incredible biodiversity and um, there are um, upland swamps which um, have species which are threatened. And of course the swamps are you know, one of the first things to be affected when we have subsidence and cracking caused by mining in that area. They can, um, the water drains out into the mines down below, sort of gets sucked out and the swamps start to dry out. All the things that depend on that wet environment um, start to die off and, you know, after a time they completely dry out and then, um, you know, the bushland comes in and takes over, the drier bushland comes in and takes over that area. We all remember the terrible bushfires of 2019-2020 and the Sydney water catchment area, Greater Sydney Water Catchment, um, including the area which is being undermined on the Illawarra Plateau, is one of the last areas um, along the east coast of New South Wales which, is, which was not burned. And so there is incredible biodiversity in there. Um, you know, we have koalas, we have the giant dragonfly, um, swamp wallabies, 
in, in, it's incredible biodiversity. And, you know, even if we weren't to say that we need to protect this area for our own self, you know, for um, human consumption of the drinking water, it should certainly protect it from mining-induced damage because um, it is unburned. And there are so many uh, creatures, so much biodiversity that call that area its home. We're speaking with Kay Osborne from the Protect Our Water Alliance about coal mining in the Illawarra region of New South Wales and its effects on the environment and Sydney's water supply. I asked Kay to explain the mining process and describe its effects. If you can imagine uh, that the um, mining machinery uh, goes underground and digs out and um, gouges out um, the coal seam and actually um, sends that coal out on a conveyor, then that leaves a void. And the void um, will, of course, have pressure on it from the area, from the the strata above, the rock and the the dirt um, and even aquifers above. And so with that pressure, um, the ground can actually collapse into the void. and that causes um, cracking of the rocks that were above the mine. And these cracks can actually extend up as far as the surface. And we've seen cracks in the catchment that are, you know, nearly half a metre wide, huge cracks in the ground, um, which, and those cracks in some circumstances extend right the way down to the void that was left when the the miner came along. And the other thing that happens as the um, rock and um, all the dirt falls down into the mine, the surface actually subsides, so it it drops. And... um, the this can be quite dramatic so with russell vale the estimated subsidence is um between 30 and 100 centimeters um but if uh some of the um worst case scenarios eventuate then it could be up to 1.8 meters um some of the you know more more aggressive mining in the water catchment has caused subsidence of two meters So the ground actually drops, it cracks and it actually just drops um, and, you know, settles down to a a level which is, um, you know, a couple of metres below what it was pre-mining. It's quite staggering to hear. So the other uh, proposed mine extension is the Dendrobium mine, uh, also just outside of Wollongong. Can you tell us about the Dendrobium mine, why the Protect Our Water Alliance is opposing the extension and the particular mining method that's going to be used and just how dangerous that method is? Yeah, sure. Um, So Dendrobium is um, planning to use longwall mining method, um, which is a particularly aggressive form of mining, which causes the most impacts um, in terms of cracking up on the surface and um, extending sometimes right down to the mine itself and also, um, you know, subsidence on the surface, um, the redirection of the the flows of groundwater, etc., cracking of rock, 
cracking of aquifers, which are then drained. Um, Dendrobium plans to um, actually mine long walls, which are um, at 300 metres wide. And um, they'll be mining um, about um, a, a couple of metres. Um, those long walls will be about a couple of metres high and they'll be several kilometres long. Uh, so these are enormous, um, you know, areas of coal that are going to be ripped out from beneath the water catchment, beneath the special areas. And the impact of that is going to be um, a loss of ground and surface water. And um, it's estimated that that loss will be 22 million litres a day on average throughout the 28-year um, duration of the project. The water loss is expected to peak around um, the year between 2032 and 2036, and it'll be peaking at 26 million litres per day. So to give an idea of what that means, um, the average person in Greater Sydney uses about 200 litres of water a day. So we're talking about the average daily water use of 130,000 people. So this is both ground and surface water. Um, it really, it is difficult to measure the water loss from the catchment due to mining. Um, and we find that the mining companies again and again have inadequate baseline data and present information which can be quite obtuse, um, actually not really clearly showing what's going on. And I have to say that the New South Wales Government Department of Planning, the Minister, Rob Stokes, is complicit in this. Uh, the information presented is often opaque and really, really unclear and is presented in a way to, you know, really make um, the impacts look um, look minimal. The um, Dendrobium project though will be cracking, um, it's expected to um, impact aquifers and to cause loss of groundwater and surface water. Um, I think one thing that is often um, not adequately considered is the impact on groundwater because of course if you uh, drain the groundwater beneath the catchment it um, it causes um, it, it will impact the water on the surface because the, the surface water will actually start to move down into the um, the ground and uh, into the aquifers and um, will then be lost from the surface. Um, this is a process which Water New South Wales has actually explained. And, that, you know, finally, it's good that it appears up on their website. They probably explain it better than me. But um, loss of groundwater also is important. Um, it's because what happens to the groundwater will affect the surface water. But on the surface also, the mining will cause a loss of water to the swamps and to the watercourses, which are the things that actually feed the, the reservoirs, which we rely on for our drinking water supply. You've painted, Kay, a picture of staggering water loss due to this coal mining in the Greater Sydney water catchment in the Illawarra. What about water contamination? Are there issues of water contamination due to coal mining or mining generally in water catchments? 
Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and again, there is limited research on this. However, um, th there is uh, evidence and peer-reviewed research showing that coal mining um, can cause contamination of water by um, leaching of heavy metals from the exposed rock face. Uh, last year, I had the opportunity to go interview the eastern tributary of Warrenor Reservoir. Uh, so Warrenora Reservoir actually supplies the Sutherland Shire with its water. This is the, um, the area that is actually the home of our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. Um, and, um, you know, people like um, Minister Craig Kelly, um, they rely on Warrenora for their drinking water. And yet um, there is actually mining going on in the catchment of Warrenora Reservoir. And even uh, earlier this year, the longwall mining moved under the reservoir itself. And um, what I saw when I went into Eastern Tributary is water flowing in the creeks in the areas that had been undermined that was just a bright, bright orange. And this was due to the... Um, the, some of the different kinds of minerals that have leached from the rock face, um, which the rock face which had been exposed following the cracking of the rock by the mining. So um, we looked at the water and, um, you know, it was really sad when we walked into these areas because suddenly, you know, you didn't really hear the birds, um, the, there were no frogs, uh, there were no crickets, and we looked into this water that was just bright orange, uh, some of it with floating scum on top, and there was nothing living in there. Up beyond the mining, there are a beautiful, uh, before the mining starts, there are beautiful pristine waterways. This is what our waterways should be like. This is why this land is set aside as a water catchment and is off limits to the public. We can't enter um, in, uh, in fear of a $44,000 fine. It's to keep these waterways really pristine. And yet the mining is causing um, contamination of the water that's flowing into our reservoirs with um, minerals that shouldn't be there. And the entire periodic table is um, you know, appearing in these um, streams and watercourses. Um, there's also been um, research which um, was carried out by um, a scientist, Dr. Ian Wright of University of Western Sydney, who's done some great research. And it shows that these minerals are actually, um, and contaminants are actually accumulating in the water at the bottom of the reservoirs themselves. So they are actually impact on our water quality. You're listening to Earth Matters environmental justice stories on the Community Radio Network. Today, we're speaking with Kay Osborne from the Protect Our Water Alliance about coal mining in the Illawarra region of New South Wales and its effects on the environment and Sydney's water supply. So far, we've heard of the staggering loss of water, the contamination of water from mining, as well as the destruction of land and habitat. But what about the coal that is being mined? What are the environmental effects of that? So the coal that is mined in the Illawarra is um, predominantly metallurgical coal that's used for steel making. 
um, there is a byproduct of thermal coal. So, for example, if we're talking about the Russell Vale mine, um, what they will actually extract will be um, about about 50% metallurgical coal and about 25% thermal coal and about 25% rock. Um, so the um, in terms of the um, use of that metallurgical coal, now we know that we need to move away from burning thermal coal for making power and that you know we need to move as quickly as possible to um, just using renewable energy but even with the metallurgical coal there are now other options for um, for making steel uh, there are companies in sweden and in uh, germany which actually are using hydrogen to uh, and green hydrogen to make steel and so um, yeah, this is something that we need to consider uh, as we really need to rapidly reduce emissions um, over the next five to 10 years that Australia needs to um, support its steel industry to rapidly move to, um, to green steel, to zero carbon steel and to using um, green hydrogen. Because um, it's true what you say that um, the metallurgical coal that is mined in the Illawarra and in the Bond Basin and elsewhere actually has a very high carbon footprint and um, is, you know, substantially contributing to, um, to greenhouse gas emissions across the world. Um, we Protect Our Water Alliance um, recently had a green steel webinar and we heard from um, fantastic speakers um, from the Grattan Institute and also John Pye from the ANU. And they pointed out that if we are looking at industry and manufacturing, moving to zero carbon steel is actually um, one of the, um, the, the easiest, if we can say that, um, one of the best ways to rapidly reduce our greenhouse gas emissions from industry. So, um, yes, certainly um, the mines in the Illawarra also are particularly gassy mines and they have high levels of methane and the fugitive methane from the mines is actually um, not suitably managed. So the mines in the Illawarra, you know, while we want to continue to make steel, the mines in the Illawarra are um, substantially increase, um, substantially contributing to the um, climate crisis that we have found ourselves in. It's a really complex picture that you've painted there of the issue and it shows just the, the number of different environmental effects uh, from this mining, which is really quite, quite staggering. Okay, for people who'd like to get involved in the campaign, um, who want to join Protect Our Water Alliance or support the work that you're doing from afar, how can people support the campaign? Uh, so um, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, you can go to our website, which is um, Protect Our Water Alliance, all one word protectourwateralliance.org 
And there's heaps of information in uh, there, including how to get in touch with us. Um, we meet um, every uh, fortnight on a Saturday morning, and we've been meeting in Wollongong, but with COVID, we're actually meeting online. So um, yeah, get in touch with us. And um, yeah, you can also purchase t-shirts and stickers um, from our um, Etsy shop. Um, which is fantastic because we are yeah a community group with absolutely no money um and yeah you can support us by wearing a t-shirt or putting a sticker on your car as well kay osborne from the protect our water alliance they're based in wollongong new south wales you can find out more and support their work by checking out their website and social media you've been listening to earth matters Community Radio's National Environmental Justice Program. I'm Tisha Nahern. The featured song on today's program is Dirty Dollar by Kev Carmody. If you missed any of today's show, you can find our podcasts at 3cr.org.au forward slash earthmatters. If you're listening via your favourite podcasting service, why not subscribe and give us a review? It helps spread the word. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support and the Community Radio Network for getting the program out to you. Earth Matters is produced on Wurundjeri Country with thanks to 3CR Community Radio Melbourne. If you'd like to get in contact, you can send us an email at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or send us a letter, care of 3CR. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. I hope you can tune in next time for more Earth Matters.